You are listening to Ring Chasing Podcast, podcast by Don Garrett. This podcast is about the pregame and postgame thoughts of Sanford Seminole High School football's quest for a state championship. A come-from-behind 28-27 win against a good Osceola team that featured a gutsy call to get the W. After this break, we'll talk about the game. Let's talk about the scoring in this one. So the first two scores were from Osceola. It was Tavion Swint. It had a 66-yard run to make it 7 to nothing, And then Tavion Swint again with a 17-yard TD pass to make it 14 to nothing. Next score would be a 26-yard touchdown pass from Luke Rucker to Michael Key. And the extra point was no good to make it 14-6 Osceola. And that's how it would go into the half. Osceola 14 Seminole 6. Next goal was a run by Michael Key. And the two-point conversion was no good. Although, uh, in my opinion, watching that play, I believe the ref kind of blew the whistle early because the pile was still moving on that. But uh, it was called no good. So it was 14-12 to 12 Osceola at that point. Next score was a Luke Rucker 60-yard touchdown pass to Michael Key. To make it 20-14. to 14. Osceola would answer back with a Tavion Swint run to t- make it 20-20. After probably one of the biggest plays of the game. A blocked field goal by Chasen Johnson. And that could be considered one of the key turning points of the game. Then it goes into overtime. And uh, we would win the toss. Another key part of this game was winning the toss. And uh, Osceola would go first. And Tavion Swint, the man that scored all their points in this game, all their points in last game. So uh, he's a sophomore that uh, so far for Osceola scored all their points. So that would bring it 27-20 to 20 and we would get the ball for our turn in OT. So we would end up scoring on a pass from Luke to Michael Key on the outside who he muscled his way into the end zone against a four-star Florida commit and Michael Key just out-muscled him and reached out for the touchdown. So uh, that was a great play, both uh, the running into the end zone and also uh, muscling his way through because he could have been stopped right before the touchdown but he continued and uh, muscled past uh, the four-star Florida commit so with that score it's 27 to 26 with a big decision looming and coach Lodge elected to go for two which is a huge decision because if you go for two and miss you lose the game if you get the go for a field goal which is the chip shot and get it it ties the game and you have another life so that was the big decision that was looming at the time now i can't say for sure why that call was made and why he decided the gutsy call of going for it on two 
but I do know that in the past, field goal attempts have not been kind to us in big games, going back to the Dr. Phillips where we could have won and it bounced off the goalpost, or the Apopka where the snap went over the head and uh, ended up losing that uh, big playoff game. Uh, I don't know if uh, that was one of the reasons into it. I doubt it. I think it was more of the play because it seems like this play had been worked on and the play that was called, uh, the defense wasn't ready for it at all and uh, was a great call, gutsy call, and uh, what got the two-point conversion. So it was not only a gutsy call, but I think it was a great play design, and it caught Osceola totally off guard. So what happened was and, uh, Marvin Brown was in motion to the right, and when Luke got the snap, he rolled out to his right and hit Marvin Brown in the end zone for the two-point conversion wide open. Uh, it was a great play call, and uh, when Marvin Brown went on... Uh, when he was in motion, it looked like the DB was following him, but for some reason the DB uh, didn't fully get on him, so he was wide open in the end zone. It was a good route by Marvin Brown, a uh, good throw by Luke, so it was a great two-point conversion to win the game and uh, gutsy call. I can't say enough about the heart of this team. To come back from 14 down and all the adversity that happened in this game uh, is incredible. So... Uh, Games like this, and, uh, I'm probably getting too old for this, but uh, not good on my heart. But one thing that calms me down a little when I'm watching these is uh, looking at the coaching staff. Uh, uh, they never look like they're nervous or they don't think they can win. And uh, that's what I look to when it's getting to the point where I'm like, uh-oh, what's going on? <laughs> so uh, one big key to this team is not only the coaching staff, uh, who never thinks they're out of the game, but uh, the, the kids take on that persona, persona as well. So that's a big key to why uh, this team's able to come back in, in this game. Uh, I, I can't remember another game that, uh, uh, and, and there probably was, but I can't remember one that would take as much heart as this one did, especially uh, against a great defense like uh, Osceola. So in the pregame, when I talked about this game, the big thing that I said, one of the keys to the game is going to be how our offensive line responds to their defensive front. So Osceola has a great defensive front. Well, they have a great defense in general. I believe they have 61 players, four and five stars. So uh, they and a lot of them are up front in the uh, defensive line. So for the second week in a row, I got to give a shout out to our offensive line who handled them perfectly. Uh, we were able to score 28 points against a defense who's stingy on giving up points. Uh, and I got to give a shout out to Stefan Mango, who I think had perfect stats on the night. So uh, he did a great job. Max Buchanan did a great job. Bobby Anderson stepped up and had a great game. Uh, pretty much the whole offensive line I got to give a shout out to because, again, for the second week in a row, uh, they handled their business. So let's talk about the QB. Luke had a great game. He was 19 for 30, 385 yards passing and three touchdowns. Uh, that's a great QB rating. If he was in the NFL, it'd be uh, over 112. So uh, it's a good job from Luke. And I've said how good of a quarterback I think Luke is, uh, but there was one thing in this game specifically that uh, I was paying attention to. 
and it came after a tipped pass that got intercepted. So the big thing with quarterbacks that I look at when they have a tipped pass or interception is that how they respond after that. Now, uh, especially at the lower level like high school, uh, sometimes that'll take a quarterback right out of the game. Uh, so especially with a tip pass, because a tip pass uh, is tough to control that. So uh, what I was looking specifically in this game is how Luke was going to respond and, 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 and why I think he's a great quarterback is how he did respond. So Tom Brady once said that uh, a good quarterback uh, should have a short memory. So what he meant by that was if you throw an interception, uh, forget about it right away. So Luke was able to respond down the stretch uh, with some key passes and some key touchdowns that uh, if uh, he took his head out of the game, wouldn't have made. So uh, that's another reason that I think Luke's a great quarterback. And another thing I wanted to point out with Luke, too, is especially in this game, there was some long drives that he architectured. So... Uh, one of them was four for 94 yards, and then another one was nine for 86 yards. Uh, there was a second and 30 uh, that he threw a, a first down reception to Michael Key. So he, if if you're looking for a quarterback that uh, when you're in bad field position can generate a drive, uh, definitely Luke's going to be the one. So let's talk about the receiving game. And uh, to talk about that first, uh, if I was giving out game balls, uh, Michael Key would definitely get it for this game. Not only uh, was he all over the place, but uh, he rose to the occasion with uh, Goldie being out. Now, that isn't a surprise to me. If you listen to this podcast, you know I'm high on Michael Key. I talked about him last year. Uh, he's a great receiver. His great length on him as well as his strength. Uh, he showed it in that one uh touchdown that uh when he was throwing the pass and he was going to the end zone and the the commit from florida grabbed him uh, and he muscled his way into the end zone so that was a big uh touchdown there as far as the stats on the night he had 11 receptions for 275 yards and four touchdowns three receiving and one running so um he had a great night uh like i said michael key's a key contributor and uh he should be getting a lot more looks than he is he's getting a lot of looks from colleges but uh watch after this season how many are going to come in and as far as the receiving goes, you always look to see how many receivers get involved. A lot of teams that have good receivers like a Michael Key, uh, if you look at the stats, it's always going to that one receiver. And I think in this case, we have a pretty well-rounded offense. Some of the other contributors from the receiving room was uh, Marvin Brown had a great game, not only in his receiving, but a two-point conversion that won the game. Uh, and he had a, a lot of nice catches, so uh, Marvin Brown was another one that was a big contributor. Another contributor was Justin Rosado, who had a great outlet pass that he took up the middle in, uh, of three Osceola defenders and once he got by them he put on the jets and beat another two for a long game so justin rosado was another one that had a great game 
David Parks also had a good night. He had 46 yards on the night. Uh, so the receivers, what I like to see is not only them had a good night, but that the ball was distributed. So let's talk about the running backs. So Tyrone Williams Jr. had an excellent game, 76 yards rushing. He was, he was the leading rusher. Longest run was 19 yards, and in that run, he showed his ability to hit the hole and then to accelerate. Uh, that was a great run. Rory Thomas had a great night. He was just bouncing off tacklers and extending runs. And uh, this is a defense where it's tough to run and it's brutal to run. You you get hit uh, each level that you're going to. So these chunked out yards is the big thing that I see from our running backs that are able to just, uh, when they're running, bounce off tacklers. Trey Clark as well had some good carries for some good yards. So uh, from the running backs, what we see is consistency. And also having uh, a bunch of different running backs who can do the job. So that helps. So let's talk about the defense. So in the pregame, I said one of the big things we're going to have to do is stop uh, their weapon, Tavion Swint, who is their running back. Uh, he's a 2025 four-star uh, and I don't usually give a lot of props to our competitors uh, when we play them, but I got to give it to, to him because he's it's the first time I got a chance to actually see him in a game, and he's one of the best running backs that I've seen. Uh, so the big thing with him was uh, you can have a greatest game plan around to stop him, and just some athletes just are athletes. So <laughs> they're going to get those uh, games where they're going to get their yards and they're going to get their touchdowns. And he had an excellent game. So I got to give him props, even though uh, uh, I would have liked to see him have a worse game than he did. But uh, he, I think he's a running back that uh, is going to have a good future with him. But when you talk about the defense, the defense did a good job. There was a lot of times when they got short fields and they made a lot of stops. So uh, if they didn't make those stops, uh, this, there's no way we were going to win that game. So the defense came up big. So a couple of big plays from the defense. One of them was uh, when uh, we forced a punt on Osceola. Uh, although we fumbled the punt and Osceola recovered at our 24-yard line. So uh, we had some big stops on that drive. They were only able to get to from the 24 to the 27. And then uh, there was uh, quarterback pressure that we almost sacked the quarterback and he threw an incomplete pass for a turnover on downs. So that was a big play by the defense. Then on another drive, Osceola was trying to, just right before half, and Osceola was driving, and then uh, we had a sack that forced them on a third and long right before the half, and they weren't able to just get any points on that. And there was another third down play where Osceola threw a screen, and Tavari Hampton was all over that and got a tackle for a loss to take him out of the drive. So the defense as a whole uh, played good. Uh, there was a lot of times where they were were given short field and they were able to either cause the turnover on downs or force them to punt. So the defense came up big. Jordan Perkins at the linebacker spot continues to be spot on and impress. Uh, he had 12 tackles, I believe. So I've got to give props to the defense uh, who continues to shine uh, in this game. It was against a very good uh, Tavion Swint. So uh, it was a 
good job for the defense. Now, special teams, two of the biggest plays uh, of the night came out of special teams. Uh, one was the Osceola was going to get a field goal, and the field goal was blocked by Chasen Johnson. So that was a great play and uh, kept the game tied at 20-20 so uh, I could go into overtime. And the other being the two-point conversion that ended up winning the game. And that was the great play call and the gutsy move for it to run the two-point conversion instead of trying the field goal. And that was the pass from uh, Luke to Marvin Brown that decided the game. So special teams uh, also had a good night. Now, some of the things to clean up. So when we talk about some of the things to clean up, I mean, this was a great game. This was a great win. Uh, but they are always something that can be cleaned up. And uh, our first game uh, was a very crisp game. And this game saw some of the mistakes that I thought was going to happen in the first game because it was the first game uh, of the year without a kickoff classic. Uh, but uh, those mistakes came more in this game than they did in the first game. And uh, you can contribute a lot of that to Osceola having a great defense compared to Riverview. So Osceola's defense, to put it in perspective, uh, it's probably one of the best defenses we're going to see this year. The only other team that I think might have a better defense is Venice. But uh, that remains to be seen when we play them. Uh, but... Uh, that's the big reason that there were some mistakes, miscues, fumbles, things like that. Some mixed extra points, some missed uh, two-point conversions. That's also another area that, uh, especially with the extra points, that we can uh, improve on. So, But uh, like I said, that a lot of that has to do with Osceola's team itself. So the, those are the things that I'm going to look at for th possible things to clean up, right? But like I said, it was a great game, and uh, so we got to look forward now. So we are playing next home game is going to be against Treasure Coast. So they're a team that uh, lost to Osceola 14-5. to And I'll have a full breakdown of Treasure Coast uh, on Thursday, but uh, just a little preview of it. The uh, big thing with Treasure Coast is they have an 0-2 record, but uh, the two teams they lost to, uh, because they lost to these two teams, I'd say the, not to look at their record. So first they lost to Osceola 14-5, to which was a close game, and then uh, they lost 14-13, to so by one point, to a Tampa Jesuit team who is always a powerhouse out of Tampa. So uh, this is not a game that we can go in thinking since they're 0-2, uh, it's going to be an easy game. This also should be a battle like most of the games on our schedule. So that's all I have for a post game. It was a great win, a great heart this team has to be able to come from behind. And then the gutsy move at the end by the coaching staff to go for two made it a great win. So that's all I have for this week. Uh, the next one will be Thursday. And thanks for listening and please share.